Are you feeling stuck? Are you searching for purpose and a more fulfilling life? Are you looking for inspiration and encouragement? Then this is the place for you. I'm Brooke Moore. I'm Gretchen Jackson. I'm Kelly Strether. I'm Tharwit Lovett. We are Shifter. In this podcast, we will address all things mindset. You will hear real stories from real women who have faced their fears, crushed their limiting beliefs, and have turned their mess into their message by shifting their mindsets and leveling up in business and life. Welcome to this episode of the Shifter Podcast. I'm Brooke Moore, and these first few episodes, we are getting to know the women behind the Shifter movement. So it is my great pleasure to be able to talk with our founding member and chief experience officer today, Gretchen Jackson. So prepare to be blown away. So Gretchen and I actually met several years ago, and I joke sometimes that it's funny that we're still even talking because we we met as she was passing the baton down from her son to me um, because my son was going on a fifth grade parent-led trip and she knew how wonderfully fun planning and running that trip was. And so we really got close in a very short amount of time. So I am very excited to, to be here today and still be friends with Gretchen. She came from being a teen mom to owning an award-winning local business with millions of dollars in sales. Gretchen has learned the power of growth mindset and is a founding member of Shifter, a first of its kind mastermind experience created for women by women to help you shift your mind and level up in business and life. Welcome, Gretchen. And uh, is there anything else you want to share with us? Well, I'd like to start by saying, I'm sorry that you took the (laughs) trip from me. (laughs) So it was there. She wanted the totes out of her house. (laughs) (laughs) So every year our elementary school takes their fifth grade students on a trip and I like to be in charge and I'm pretty organized. And so I signed up to do it. And then I scoped out all the fourth grade parents to see who I could pass. Everyone else said no. Everyone else said no. And everyone else said no. So I apologize, but I'm grateful for your friendship. Same, same. Also, so I think it's important. The Shifter podcast was actually born from our uh, Shifter business, which, as we mentioned, is a mastermind. And I kind of wanted to start by asking you a little bit about, because this, if you don't know, is kind of Gretchen's brainchild. And I'm very grateful that she has brought me along on this journey. And so if you want to start by kind of telling us how that came about and how you got to this place. And here we are today on our podcast. Sure. It's so exciting. So it started with Coffee with Brooke, actually. I had read a book, You're a Badass at Making Money. And it was the first personal development book I had ever read. I got a free download on Audible, turned it on on a long trip. And it was the first time I had ever heard someone tell me I could be rich, even if it was in my car. And so I immediately sent it to every person I had been networking with, like, read this book. You're going to die. You're going to die. I was dripping it all over my family. I was super obnoxious about it. So Brooke reads the book. We set up coffee. And during coffee, my cell phone kept going off over and over. I own a business. We run our businesses with our cell phone so we can be available and great customer service. And I'm jumping every time my phone rings and Brooke says, what is happening with your phone? And I'm like, we cannot even sleep. Our phones ring constantly. It gives me anxiety. And she said, you need an answering service. And I was like, well, I don't really have time to hire enough 
enough for someone to do to hire them for 40 minutes. And she's like, no, 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 40 hours a week. She's like, no, 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 no. An answering service. So she explains that to me and I'm like, what? In 10 years of business, nobody has told me this. What am I missing? I went home that day, hired an answering service. It's changed our lives. But then I started thinking if Brooke is an attorney and knows this about my business, what do other people know that I'm missing? So I had been reading Thinking Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, and he talks about a mastermind where when two or more minds get together, it forms this mastermind. So you can do these mastermind groups. And I get online and I'm like, how do you do a mastermind group? Everything on there is for rich white men. That's all I could find. And they don't even tell you how to do it. They just tell you, you do it. So I emailed Brooke and a couple of other people and said, hey, would y'all like to get together once a month and maybe talk about some personal development and set some goals and have a place where we can share big dreams that you can't really say out loud to a lot of people in your life. And so I invited Brooke, Brooke invited Kelly, I invited Tharwood. I was seeing her as a life coach at the time. And then there were six of us. We met once a month with some sort of theme or we would get together at each other's houses and just kind of, here's a fail. But what happened was it wasn't just about business. I was also walking into the room going, my kids are doing this thing and I don't know how to deal with it. Or I feel judged when I do this. It was personal too. And so it was a place where you could come and share your secrets and your big wins and your big losses and nobody would judge you. We would cry together. They would help me through it, you know, get real close. Well, about six months in, I guess it was, I was in a networking group and a lady came up to me and said, how do I get in the group that you're in? And I was like, how do you know what group I'm in? We're not top secret. (laughs) Right. We weren't posting selfies, not on purpose, just, it was very private to us, but they could tell that we had had these changes. And so I was like, well, I don't think you can get in our group. And I went back to my mastermind group and said, what if we put together one group of six people and see if they have the same experience we do? And if they do, we can share it with everybody. So we sent out like 30 pointed emails at people we thought that we were networking with or we knew, you know, Brooke speaks at conferences, anybody that we knew that would be open to some sort of personal development type situation. And we hoped for one group of six people and we ended up with three groups of six people. So that is where Shifter started. We knew we wanted the word shift in the name because we were having these mindset shifts and her, because it's for women was great. And plus you just say it's Shifter, which I think is so cute. And then people (laughs) see the logo and they're like, oh, shift her. I get it. I get it. So after those three groups, other people were like, how do I get into this program? And now we have all these groups and a huge VIP community on Facebook where it's the same rules apply. You can come share your wins and losses and your loves and what's happening. And we fashioned Brooks an attorney and she fashioned us a membership agreement. So people sign it with a non-disclosure and your secrets are safe. And I think that's so important. And so it just went from the six of us at my kitchen table to now we're this huge community with a podcast. And we just, I always said I wasn't a girl's girl. I always said that. What I know now is I'm not the girl's girl of gossip and drama and competition and all that. But what I am is I want to see girls, women be badass, like go do the things, go run your virtual law firm, go quit your job and chase your dream, go do all of that. And so if I can be any part of that, it doesn't make me jealous. It makes me super excited. And so here we are. It's so exciting. So exciting. It's, I mean, this was really about a year ago when this was even born. So we couldn't even imagine a year ago what it would look like today. And, you know, to be, you know, shooting our first episode uh, for our podcast, just because like Gretchen said, 
I mean, it's just so inspiring. It's not just our stories. It's the stories of all these other women. And we can see that the impact that it's having on them. And we just wanted to bring it to the masses on a whole nother level. So super grateful for Gretchen, her wonderful mind that she included me in on this. And I'm very honored to be the person that gets to actually interview her today. So let's jump into your story a little bit. You know, you were a teen mom. I know for a while that was something you didn't even really share. It was hard for you to talk about and you didn't even recognize kind of the the way that that had impacted your life going forward. Do you want to kind of tell us a little bit about that and some of the obstacles that you've overcome along the way, you know, doing some of this mindset work? So when you start reading some of the stuff that you're reading and opening yourself up to, you know, shifting your mindset, for lack of a better term, you start learning that you have these limiting beliefs. And I, through the help of working with a life coach, Tharwit, who is one of our other shifter partners, she helped me uncover that I thought my money mindset was so whack. And I thought that I didn't deserve anything. Here, my husband and I are growing this great local business and it's like we were manifesting it, but then we were blocking receiving it. And so she helped me uncover that I felt like I didn't deserve any of it and led it all the way back to, I had a child at 18. I dropped out of college because I had to work full time. I thought, well, here I've got this baby. So now I'm just going to go to work, chase the paycheck, you know, live in the tiny house, pay my bills, do what you have to do to survive. But That's not what it has to be. And so as soon as we uncovered that I didn't think I deserved it and worked through that, now I know I do deserve it. I had a child at 18 and it saved me. It saved me from a lot of things my French circle was doing in college had I gone and stayed traditionally or, you know, I wouldn't have met my husband if I hadn't been held back a little bit to take care of a baby. My husband is African-American and another thing that was part of my I don't deserve it journey is we live in the deep South and there's a lot of racial issues down here. And we never presented as a couple in our business. Like people would call and be like telling on me to him (laughs) because they thought he was my boss and I'm just a receptionist or he's sitting on the couch beside me, you know, like just silly stuff. And so I thought, you know what? We've been in business 10 years. We're going to have this ribbon cutting to celebrate a re-grand opening. And we're going to present as a couple And we deserve this. And we had over 60 people show up, neighbors, friends, family, customers. Like since that day, we've won two different awards for our business. That's only been in the last two years. And so if something like being a teen mom or not finishing college and thinking, who am I to own a business? Or you're in this relationship that you're, I'm not ashamed of my relationship. I was afraid people wouldn't want to do business with us. And now what I know is if they're not for us, then they're not for us. Like if they are not for what we stand for and who we are, then they were not meant for us. So their no to our business is a blessing. Absolutely. And it's been just really inspiring for me, you know, to see your journey and, your growth over the last couple of years too. And she's being modest, but she's really a (laughs) badass and everyone here knows her and thinks she's awesome and overwhelms her and wants to talk to her and take all of her time. So, but yeah, I mean, when I first met you and, and Daniel, I didn't realize that you guys had not made that public, but then when you you know, brought that to my attention, I did realize like in your, you know, advertising and things like that, it was, you know, kind of generic. So I'm so glad 
glad that you guys are at a, at a place where you're showcasing you guys as a business, as a couple, and you know, that you are not letting, you know, some of those things in your past really hold you down because I think that's where we get stuck sometimes is people think, you know, their past is going to define them forever and they just accept that as who they are. But at any moment you can change that. You can decide who you want to be. And, and I feel like, you know, with every day you're deciding that and I'm, again, very appreciative to be along, you know, doing life with you along on this journey. So it's super exciting. Also, and I know there's probably a bazillion things, but part of your journey has been recognizing the limiting beliefs that you have. You know, we talk about it all the time, how we're still in the work and we recognize new things all the time. So it's not like we've arrived, you know, we do it, we do it too. We're still working through some things, but you know, are there some strategies or tools or even tips that you can share, um, that, you know, that you found on your journey that have helped you kind of overcome some of those limiting beliefs, some of these things that have, have held you back in the past. Yeah. So mm, let me backtrack a little bit. When people were coming to us asking how they could get into our group, we had to create a curriculum. And so in order to do that, we had to go back through the work we had already done together, create something that was teachable and tangible for these other women to use. And so in order to do that, we are continually still, it's a six month program when you sign up, but we're in like month 25. <laughs> We've been doing it for so long. So we're still learning and I'm still uncovering things that I thought I knew about myself. And I just, so number one, always be learning. Listen to podcasts, fill your head with positive things. When you're scrolling Facebook, especially during a pandemic election season, if something does not light you up with joy, unfollow it. I don't watch the news. Some people think that that makes me uninformed. Some people makes me think that that means I'll make bad decisions. But I also go to bed without anxiety, wake up without anxiety. I'm not worried about the things. I do need to know if there's an emergency, but I feel like there will be a siren or a friend that will tell me. Like I just... Right. You know, I feel like a strategy number one is clear out the negativity because once you can do that, you can see through and pull the positivity and then follow all the positive accounts. If you must be on your phone, follow the positive accounts, surround yourself with people. This whole shifter thing has given us this big community of people who are all going toward the light. Like we all want, it doesn't mean every day is perfect but we are all searching for more for ourselves. And if you're just hanging out with the same people that have the same toxic conversations and bring you down and you really don't want to say yes to going and you're going anyway, that might not be where you want to pull your information from. You know what right. I mean? Like I'm, I feel like it took me a very long time to realize there are people in my life. Maybe I'm related to even like just different people that I have to protect myself from and not feel guilty about that. I have decided what kind of life I want to lead. I've decided what kind of parent I want my kids to see as they grow up, what kind of wife I want my husband to see. And if something interferes with that, then it's not for me. I don't invest my energy there. Now I'm not saying go ditch everybody that you know, right, right. <laughs> but what I am saying is know where to cut it off and protect your energy. Right. And create those boundaries. I think that that's been one of the things I've really oh, taken yes. away. Boundaries are my favorite. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. And I think too, we feel like we have this obligation, uh, whether we've been told this or just feel like this is the way of society that if, you know, that person is a family member or a friend, you know, you, 
well, they're, they're just that person. That's mm-hmm. how they are. You just have to accept it. You know, you've got to love them anyways and do the things and you can love them and still not participate in whatever negativity it is that they, they bring to you. So, you know, I, I love that you mentioned that. Um, and one thing too, that I feel like is kind of your trademark thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot is that it's also been very helpful for me on my journey is that you are not scared to have hard conversations and you think those things are very important. I think they are the most important in any relationship that you have to have a hard conversation or be able to. I'm not saying I want to confront people and I go in hard and, (laughs) oh God, here comes Hurricane Gretchen. (laughs) I'm saying if you have hurt my feelings and I don't tell you and then you go about your day and I'm mad at you because you don't know you've hurt my feelings, it's not fair to you. Right. It's easier if we just nip it in the bud. Brooke, you said that it affected me like this. And you get to say, oh my God, I would never hurt your feelings. Instead, I'm going to my friend saying, Brooke hurt my feelings today. And she's acting like nothing ever happened. Like I just, I like to nip it. I grew up where nobody talks about anything uncomfortable, anything hard, We finally, a couple of years ago, my husband and I decided we would start staying home for Christmas and not go to the big family event. You would have thought we had shot an arrow through our parents' heart, (laughs) but it's the best thing ever because back to the energy, like protect the energy. I had to say to my mom, this is not what we want to do. We wake up, hurry up, open your presents, get the shower. We got to go. We got to go. Then you get home at seven o'clock at night. And if the next day is a work day, we're done. My kids are going to daycare or whatever. And so like a hard conversation can really help you get through it. It also doesn't mean you're broke up. Like it doesn't mean we've broken up. I want in return for Brooke to come to me. You know, if I've hurt your feelings, I don't want you to be stewing in it. I want you to come to me and me to be able to say, I'm so sorry that happened. I would never mean it that way because nine times out of 10 people say stuff and walk away from it. And if you don't say something, they just assume that what they said was okay. And we're all different personalities. I'm an Enneagram six. I'm super loyal. So if someone hurts your feelings, I'm mad at them too. Just I'm (laughs) right there with you. But I also am going to encourage you to say, you know, they're not going to know they hurt your feelings or how to do it differently if you don't say something. Well, I think it's really important, especially when, you know, we're talking to women specifically because what also results when you don't have those hard conversations is you start creating dialogue and mm-hmm. a story in your head and that just kind of snowballs and builds. And so at some point it's either going to explode, you're going to walk away. It's not going to end well for right. anyone. Um, and so I think that goes back to a little bit of how a lot of women do say that they're not really a girl's girl. Mm-hmm. And, and it is because those are the experiences they are having. And so that is one thing you are very, very good at. And I'm very, very grateful to have watched you have all the hard conversations <laughs> so I can train for my hard conversations <laughs> and walk away and be good. Because people think you're right. It's confrontation and it, it's not a confrontation. I recently had, had a hard conversation and clarified like, no, this is not a, you know, an attack. This is not a confrontation. This is nothing negative. This is simply a hard conversation. Right. And we also talk a lot about not taking things personally. And I'm really good at not taking things personally. But that doesn't mean it doesn't hurt my feelings. Right. And it's not fair to the other person if you don't say that made me mad or that hurt my feelings because I love you and you love me. And I have no doubt about that. But also, if you continue to do that, I continue to build it up in my head. You don't know. You know, 
it's just not fair. So I am a huge advocate of a hard conversation. And sometimes the person on the other side of the hard conversation doesn't receive it well. <laughs> that has happened to me before, but it still is a necessary thing, especially between us women. For sure. So Gretchen, we're going to wrap this up. We actually like to, for our podcast, ask three questions at the end to everybody, kind of hot seat questions. It's kind of unfair for our guests that aren't us because we know what our questions are. But first, the first question, and I feel like this is going to be maybe difficult for you, maybe not because you read all the books and all the books I've read are because Gretchen told me to read these books. But what is your very favorite book and why? I have a lot of favorite books. A lot, a lot. I would say definitely You're a Badass at Making Money by Jen Sincero because it's a fantastic book, but it also jumped off this point in my life where I thought I was 40 and this is it and I'm raising my kids and then next, here comes the next thing. But when I read that book, it was like, oh, I'm only 40. I can do all kinds <laughs> of things. And so like that book was a pivot for me. It may be, you know, it's not the deepest personal development. It's not light as the new black. It's not psycho cybernet. You know, it's not all the other things that we've read since then that explain all of it, but it was just enough for me to think I can be whatever I want and I deserve it. Right. It's that, it's that catalyst Mm -hmm. and it's so powerful. Um, and just, I mean, it's overwhelming to me to even think of how many people, because Gretchen's serious when she says she told every single person to read this book. (laughs) I actually picked it up, put it down, walked away for a while (laughs) came back. So I didn't even read it when she told me. I read it later. Well, the timing is always right. It it was your time. (laughs) Yes. I read it when I needed to read it, but that's awesome. I'm impressed that you were able to narrow it down to one book. But second question is what is the best advice that you have ever been given? So this is my mantra now that I've been given this advice, but it is, I went to the Rise Business Conference last year and someone on stage And it's not, I don't know who it traces back to. It's not their quote, but they used it. It's, if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. And those are my words to live by. My family lives by those words. I know a lot of the shifters live by those words. Now, when I'm making a decision, whether it's to go out with my friends, whether it's to go into a business venture, whether it's to, I don't know, go to my workout in the morning, like every single thing I'm thinking, if that's not a hell yes, then it is a no. And it has helped me with boundaries. It's helped me immensely make decisions in like, I just want to be very clear. It has to be a hell yes, <laughs> or it's a no. <laughs> and that's, I mean, that's awesome too, because it's so hard for us women sometimes to say no, because we feel like we're letting people down and we have to do all the things. Oh my gosh. I get all the, because when my first, I have a son that's 20, almost 25 and one is 15. So I've lived two different lifetimes with two different children, but it feels like, but when my oldest was in school, I felt guilty because I worked full time. So I did C camp and t-shirts and this, and I'll PTA this and PTA that. And so I still get asked to do all of that because I was, you know, good at it. And because I said yes, and I'm like, that is a hell no. Like I never enjoyed it to begin with, but I thought because I worked full time, that was a way for me to be in his life, but it yeah. didn't it, overcompensate. I hated it. I hated Dude, it. Mom guilt is so real. And I, yes. I mean, I feel like I've done so much more for my oldest than I have mm-hmm. for the others. And it is, it's trying to overcompensate for, you know, like their dad was deployed and traveled a lot. So I was trying to do that as well. And so I totally understand where you're coming from. 
but I mean, like I got to the point that I even, when my oldest went to middle school, they called me up and I was like, I don't know who put me on this PTA list, Mm -hmm. but I've done my time for the rest of everybody's school. So go ahead and take me off this PTA list. Like, it's that bad. And there are people that love it. Let them do it. Like, let them do it well. I just, I did it from a place that of guilt and I hated it. Y'all hated it. Not to myself. No. And so call me up and ask me to help you with t-shirts and it's not a hell yes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, on that, piggybacking off of that, the third question is, what is the worst piece of advice that you have been given and why? So in my circles of people in my life, and I'm not talking even about my current mastermind group. I'm not talking about my current friend circle. I'm just like going back in my head from childhood to now, even teachers I had in elementary people saying to play it safe. Mm, Yeah. That replays in my head a lot. That replays in if I'm buying a new car that replays in, should I buy those cleats for my kid? Like with my money mindset, like anything that comes up with decisions, like if I had played it safe with shifter, we wouldn't be here now. If I, if Daniel and I had played it safe with beyond sound insecurity, we wouldn't be here now. If my son played it safe with football, we wouldn't be here now. You know, like I want to take the risk and then maybe fail and figure out what I'm learning I do believe that when you do take inspired action and you take a leap, the universe is always there to catch you. I didn't know that back then. I know that now, but like the play it safe that people want you to do, they want you to be safe. And so they want you to play it safe and it's not your job to play to other people's safety. It's your job to take whatever risk it's going to be fail or win to get you to your best life. I love that. And it just, you know, hearing you say that people take failures, you know, as absolute endpoints and, you know, the way you express it, you know, it's a lesson Mm -hmm. and it's worth putting it out there because you're going to get something out of it. You're going to end up somewhere. So you'll end up where you are supposed to be because the universe will be there, even if, you know, it doesn't work out necessarily the way that you want. Was there anything else that you want to add? I can't think of anything. This was great. It went by so fast. It did go (laughs) super fast. Thank you guys so much for listening today. I'm going to include any of the links that Gretchen has in the show notes. Also, please leave us a review and look forward to moving on in the podcast and hopping back on here and chatting again. And be sure to tune in for the other podcasts. We have some good stuff coming. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Shift Her Podcast. We are here to share stories that inspire so that you can create the life you love now. If you like what you heard, please leave us a review, share on social media, and tell us why it resonated with you. You can follow us on Facebook at Shift Her, Instagram at shifther.co, and read more about us at www.shifther.co. While you're there, sign up for our High Vibe monthly newsletter, where we share even more inspiration and stories from our Mastermind program. Links from today's episode are in the show notes.